Hello everyone, I'm Angela, and you are listening to Gallows Bird. Robert Christian Hansen was born in Esterville, Iowa, at Coleman Hospital on February 15, 1939. The elder of two children, to an American mother and a Danish father. His mother was Edna Margaret Hansen, and his father was Christian Chris Hansen, who owned a bakery in town. Robert was employed at the bakery. The family moved to Richmond, California in 1942, but returned to Iowa in 1949, settling in Pocahontas. In his youth, he was, he was painfully shy, had a stutter and severe acne that left him permanently scarred. Not receiving the attention he wanted from the attractive girls in school, Hansen grew up hating them and nursing fantasies of cruel revenge. Throughout childhood and adolescence, Hansen was described as being quiet and a loner, and he had a difficult and he had a difficult relationship with his domineering father. He started to practice both hunting and archery, and often found refuge in these pastimes. In 1957, Hansen enlisted in the United States Army Reserve and served for one year before being discharged. He later worked as an assistant drill instructor at a police academy in Pocahontas, Iowa. There, he began a relationship with a younger woman. He married her in the summer of 1960. On December 7, 1960, Hansen was arrested for burning down a Pocahontas County Board of Education school bus garage. Revenge for his unpopularity in high school. He served 20 months of a three-year prison sentence in Anamosa State Penitentiary. During his incarceration, he was diagnosed with manic depression with periodic schizophrenic episodes. The psychiatrist who made the diagnosis noted that Hansen had an infantile personality and was obsessed with getting back at people he felt had wronged him. Hansen's wife filed for divorce while he was incarcerated. Over the next few years, Hansen was jailed several times for petty theft. In 1967, he moved to Anchorage, Alaska with his second wife, whom he had married in 1963, and with whom he had two children. In Anchorage, he was well-liked by his neighbors and set several local hunting records. In December 1971, Hansen was arrested twice, first for abducting and attempting to rape an unidentified housewife, 
and then for raping an unidentified sex worker. He pleaded no contest to assault with a deadly weapon in the, in the offense involving the housewife. The rape charge involving the sex worker was dropped as part of a plea bargain. Hansen was sentenced to five years in prison after serving six months of his sentence. He was placed on a work release program and released to a halfway house. In 1976, Hansen pleaded guilty to larceny after he was caught stealing a chainsaw from an Anchorage Fred Meyer store. He was sentenced to five years in prison and required to receive psychiatric treatment for his bipolar disorder. The Alaska Supreme Court reduced his sentence and he was released with time served. Hansen is believed to have begun killing of around 1972. He would pick up a prostitute in his car and force her at gunpoint to his home where he would rape her. He would then fly her out to a secluded area and hunt her as if she were wild game before shooting or stabbing her. It is believed by authorities that Hansen's first murder victim was 18-year-old Celia Van Zanten. Van Zanten. Van Zanten was kidnapped on December 22, 1971 and froze to death in the wilderness after escaping from her abductor. Her body was discovered on December 25th. Van Zanten's abduction occurred three days after Hansen assaulted a prostitute and four days before the, the prostitute turned him in. While there are some similarities to Hansen's crimes and Van Zanten's abduction, there is no conclusive evidence that he was her attacker and he himself denied involvement in her death. <clears throat> On June 13, 1983, Hansen offered 17-year-old Cindy Paulson $200 to perform oral sex. When she got into the car, he pulled out a gun and drove, to, drove her to his home in Muldoon. There he held her captive and proceeded to rape and torture her. She later told police that after Hansen chained her by the neck to a post in the house's basement, he took a nap on a nearby couch. When he awoke, he put her in his car and took her to Merrill Field Airport, where he told her that he intended to take her out to his cabin. A shack in the Nick River area of the Matanuska Susitna Valley and ex accessible only to boat or bush plane. <clears throat> Paulson crouched in the back seat of the car with her wrist cuffed in front of her body, saw a chance to escape when Hansen was busy loading the cockpit of his airplane. 
While Hansen's back was turned, Paulson crawled out of the back seat, opened the driver's side door, and ran toward nearby 6th Avenue. Paulson later told police that she had left her blue sneakers on the passenger side floor of the sedan's back seat as evidence that she had been in the car. Hansen panicked and chased her, but Paulson made it to 6th Avenue first and managed to flag down a passing truck. The driver, Robert Yount, alarmed by Paulson's disheveled appearance, stopped and picked her up. He drove her to the Mush Inn, where she jumped out of the truck and ran inside. While she pleaded with the clerk to phone her boyfriend at the Big Timber Motel, Yount continued on to work, where he called the police to report the barefoot hand handcuffed girl. <clears throat> when Anchorage Police Department officers arrived at the Mush Inn, they were told that Paulson had taken a cab to the Big Timber Motel. Anchorage Police Department officers arrived at room 110 of the Big Timber Motel and found Paulson, still handcuffed and alone. She was taken to APD headquarters where she described the perpetrator. Hansen, when questioned by APD officers, denied the accusation, stating that Paulson was just trying to cause trouble for him because he would not pay her extortion demands. Although Hansen had several prior run-ins with the law, his meek demeanor and humble occupation as a baker along with an alibi from his friend John Henning, kept him from being considered as a serious suspect. Detective Glenn Floth of the Alaska State Troopers had been part of a team investigating the discovery of several bodies in and around Anchorage, Seward and Matanuska, Susitna Valley area. The first of the bodies was found by construction workers near Eklutna Road. The body dubbed at Luck at Luckna Annie by investigators has never been identified. Later that year the body of Joanna Messina was discovered in a gravel pit near Seaward. And in nineteen eighty two the remains of twenty three year old Sherry Morrow were discovered in a shallow grave near the Nick River. Floth believed all three women had been murdered by the same perpetrator. Floth contacted FBI Special Agent John Douglas and requested help with an offender profile based on the three recovered bodies. Douglas thought the killer would be an experienced hunter with low self-esteem, have a history of being rejected by women, and would feel compelled to keep souvenirs of his murders, such as victims' jewelry. He also suggested that the assailant might stutter. Using this profile, Floth investigated possible suspects until he reached Hansen, who fit the profile and owned a plane. Supported by Paulson's testimony and Douglas's profile, 
Floth and the APD secured a, a search warrant to Hansen's plane, vehicles, and home. On October 27, 1983, investigators uncovered jewelry belonging to some of the missing women, as well as an array of firearms in a corner hideaway of Hansen's attic. Also found was an aeronautical chart with 37 little X marks on it, hidden behind Hansen's headboard. Many of these marks matched sites where the bodies had been found previously. Others were discovered later at the locations marked on Hansen's murder map. When confronted with the evidence found in his home, Hansen denied it as long as he could. But he eventually began to blame the women and tried to justify his actions. Eventually confessing to each item of evidence as if it, as it was presented to him. He admitted to a spree of attacks against Alaskan women starting in 1971. Hansen's earliest victims were girls or young women, usually between 16 and 19 years old and not prostitutes, unlike the victims who led to his discovery. Hansen's, Hansen is known to have raped and assaulted over 30 Alaskan women and to have murdered at least 17, ranging in age from 16 to 41. Although based on evidence, law enforcement, law enforcement suspect that Hansen actually killed at least 21 people. The following is a list of Hansen's known victims and several other additional women who have been mentioned as possible victims. Of these 18 women, Hansen was only formally charged with the murders of four. Sherry Marrow, Joannis Messina, Eklutna Annie, and Paula Goulding. He was also charged with the kidnapping and rape of Cindy Paulson. He is believed to have possibly also murdered Celia Beth Van Zanten, Megan Siobhan Emmerich, Mary Kathleen Phil, Roxanne Eastland, Lisa Futrell, Andrea Mona Fish Altieri, Sue Luna, Robin Pelkey, Delin Sugar Renee Fry, Malay Larson, Teresa Watson, Angela Lynn Federin, and Tamara Tammy Pedersen. Once arrested, Hansen was charged with assault, kidnapping, multiple weapons offenses, theft, and insurance fraud. The last charge was related to a claim filed with the insurance company over the alleged theft of some trophies. He used the proceeds to purchase his plane. At trial, he claimed he later recovered the trophies in his backyard, but forgot to inform the insurer.
Hansen entered into a plea bargain after ballistics test returned a match between bullets found at the crime scenes and Hansen's rifle. He pleaded guilty to the four homicides the police had evidence for, Murrow, Messina, Goulding, and Eklundna, Annie, and provided details about his other victims in return for serving his sentence in a federal prison, along with no publicity in the press. Another condition of the plea bargain was his participation in deciphering the markings on his aviation map and locating his victims' bodies. Hansen confirmed the police theory of how the women were abducted, adding that he would sometimes let a potential victim go if she convinced him that she would not report him to police. He indicated that he began killing in the early 1970s. Hansen showed investigators 17 grave sites in and around south-central Alaska, 12 of which were unknown to investigators. There remained marks on his map that he refused to give up, including three in Resurrection Bay near Seaward. Authorities suspect two of these marks belong to the graves of Mary Phil and Megan Emmerich, whom Hansen has denied killing. The remains of 12 of a, of a probable 21 victims were exhumed by the police and returned to their families. Hansen was sentenced to 461 years in prison without the possibility of parole. He was first imprisoned at the United States Penitentiary, Lewisburg in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania. In 1988, he was returned to Alaska and briefly incarcerated at Lemon Creek Correctional Center in Juneau. He was also imprisoned at Spring Creek Correctional Center in Seward until May 2014, when he was transported to Anchorage Correctional Complex for health reasons. Hansen died on August 21, 2014 at aged 75 at Alaska Regional Hospital in Anchorage due to natural causes from lingering health conditions. Thanks for listening to Gallows Bird. Please subscribe and like.